0: You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm Andy Bates. Thanks to Concordia University Wisconsin for your support of the Coffee Hour. You can find out more about Concordia University Wisconsin at cuw.edu.
1: Live uncommon.
0: We've been talking with some authors and writers and word creatives over the over uh, several episodes for the Here I Write conference uh, that was going to be put on by Katie Sherman this summer, but because of the go- global pandemic. Uh, it had to be canceled. But we've had such a great time talking with all of these uh, experts in the in the field of words. And today we get to talk with a familiar voice, Cheryl Magnus, who is the managing editor of The Reporter, the LCMS Reporter, assistant editor at sisterdaughtermotherwife.com, and a contributor to He Restores My Soul from Emanuel Press, as well as a contributor for various other print and web publications. Thanks so much, Cheryl, for joining us today.
1: Hi, it's great to be with you both. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, we've gotten to talk with you about stories in The Reporter, but now we get to actually talk with you about the actual writing process. So tell us a little bit about uh, what a writer's job is.
1: Well, if you think about reading, the process of reading... It's really hard work. I mean, you know, if you think about the printed page and how somehow we put a lot of different marks, black marks on a piece of paper, and then we're supposed to look at those marks and somehow make sense of them. And, and just that in and of itself is, is challenging. Um, so I have always thought of the writer's job as trying to help the reader um, to get through that hard work of reading. I mean, as much as we enjoy reading, as much fun as it is it's also very hard work. And if you just think back to when you were a kid, and you first tried to learn how to read, um, mm-hmm. that kind of drives the, the point home. So our job as writers is to, to make that as easy as we can. As a parent, I can see that um, (laughs) with a kindergartner now just finishing kindergarten, moving into first grade and and helping him learn how to read. I can see that and I pay more attention to some of those things that writers do and how some do a great job of making the the reader's job easier. What can um, a writer do to make the reader's job easier or more manageable at least? That is such a huge question. And, um, you know, I was going to give a, a, I guess, a 45, 50 minute presentation as we all were <laughs> at the conference. And so somehow we have to boil that down into about 12 minutes. And I don't even have a chalkboard or a whiteboard <laughs> to write on <laughs> or my red pen. Um, but I think, you know, so I think we're just going to have to talk in, in sort of general terms and broad principles. But I think the number one thing that I would say is that we, as writers, we always need to remember that the reader is not in our head with us. So we know what we're thinking. We know what we're trying to say. We have all of our history and our context and and our vocabulary and all of these things that make sense to us. Um, But they may or may not make sense to the reader. So that's challenging too but somehow we need to, to always be trying to put ourselves in the reader's place um, and make choices that are going to assist that reader to try to understand what we're trying to say. Mm-hmm.
0: What are some uh, examples of good writing and bad writing?
1: Oh, this is another big one. (laughs) Um, I think, first of all, I'll say, rather than talk about bad writing, you know, as as a former English teacher and as somebody that um, wants to encourage writing, and I'm so happy, um, you know, to have been involved with even dreaming about this conference with Katie, because if there's anybody that encourages writing, um, it's Katie Shorman. So rather than talk about bad writing, maybe just talk about careless writing or thoughtless writing, um, you know, especially in this time in history, we have so much communication. That's just kind of throwaway communication. And that's fine. You know, we, we have Facebook posts and emails and so forth that are not supposed to live forever and ever, even though they do, um, <laughs> you know, so we can get sort of careless um, and thoughtless. But... Um, You know, I I think um, what we want to always do is take time and take care. Um, As we're doing that, though, we don't want to try too hard. Um, Here, let's maybe just jump to an example. So, I'm going to read a passage of beautiful writing to you. You might even recognize it, or in, in general, where it comes from. I might do this in my presentation and then just ask the people there what is it that makes this such a beautiful piece of writing? So here we go. Here's an example of good writing. Again, I saw that under the sun, the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to the intelligent, nor favor to those with knowledge, but time and chance happen to them all. So you recognize where that was from. Any guesses? Hmm. Is that Ecclesiastes? Good girl. Very good. (laughs) Ecclesiastes 9. So what makes that, you know, other than the fact that it's scripture, um, (laughs) what would you say, here I'm teaching now, um, what would you say (laughs) makes that such a wonderful piece of writing? I mean, is it fancy? Um, There's nice rhythm to it. It has a nice rhythm to it. Um, you know, it's, it's simple. It's to the point. It has words that create images for you. Um, it doesn't try to do more than, you know, what it's trying to do. Um, I actually stole this passage from an essay by George Orwell called Politics and the English Language. Um, he gives it as a wonderful example of writing. And then he rewrites it in that essay, which I commend everybody to read. Um, in a way that it might have been written, you know, if a committee had gotten together in a boardroom and said, let's write a good paragraph. (laughs) Um, Here's George Orwell's rewriting of that passage from Ecclesiastes. Objective considerations of contemporary phenomena compel the conclusion that success or failure in competitive activities exhibits no tendency to be commensurate with innate capacity, but that a considerable element of the unpredictable must invariably be taken into account. <laughs> um, you know, so now, tone added to that, by the way. <laughs> Inflection added to that. <laughs> but so, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> it's kind of a, you know, Sort of an extreme over-the-top example to make a, to make a point. Yeah. Um, but it just illustrates um, you know, that sometimes the the complex you know the the things that we try to do to be good writers sometimes just get in the way and sometimes it's just about getting back to the basics um, you know some other general principles that I would share um, would would be other things that Orwell actually shares in that wonderful essay you know just things that we've all heard before um, be active and not passive so instead of saying something like he was not often on time. Just say he was usually late. Um, Be concrete instead of a period of unfavorable weather set in. Just say it rained every day for a week. (laughs) Um, Keep One of the things that um, I often see in print these days and published material, no less, um, is just getting sentences kind of upside down or backwards. I think one of the things that I would suggest to people that want to improve their writing is, you know, we tend sometimes to just focus on either the little thing, the words, or maybe the, the great big thing, the paragraphs. But I think if there's anything that we need to work on as writers, it's probably our sentences um, hmm. to make the sentences better. And that can be as simple as just making sure that in your sentences sentences, the words that go together belong together so here's an example of kind of a mixed up sentence he noticed a large stain in the rug that was right in the center <laughs> well is the rug in the center or is <laughs> the thing in the center you know so he noticed a large stain in the center of the rug you know sometimes just those mm-hmm. very simple little things that they're they're tiny little things but It just makes, again, we go back to making the reader's job easier. If the reader has to stop and think, okay, now, where does, you know, what does that refer to? Then, um, you know, we're not serving the reader well. Mm -hmm. How have you evolved in your writing through the years? I have run the gamut. (laughs) (laughs) And we have Um, just about two minutes left, by the way. (laughs) I, unlike Katie, I'm not a story writer. I don't write fiction. Um, I did when I was a little girl. So I guess I started out writing stories, um, you know, went through school and and did all the academic writing and that sort of thing. And then as I, um, during my mom years, I, you know, I had a blog where I did more kind of reflections on being a homeschool parent and being a mom um, and eventually started to be able to, write a little bit for publication, um, later in life, which was really exciting. These days, I find myself as a reporter and I've just been doing that for a few years. And that was something I kind of had to figure out how to do. I had to learn, um, how reporting is different from blogging, um, and more personal writing. Um, and I'm still learning about that. Um, I would say, I've, interestingly enough, I've also gone from, you know, as a former English teacher, as much more of what people sometimes refer to as the grammar Nazi in my <laughs> youth. Um, and that can be fun. You know, it can be fun to be that person and, and get on Facebook and, you know, feel like, oh, I, I I know all the rules and they're not following them Um but the older I get, the more relaxed I get. And the more I just, you know, I don't care so much about the rules as I just care about being clear and serving the reader. And sometimes the, you know, the rules are good and helpful. I mean, we have to all agree on speaking a certain language and there are rules to that language, but they can also get in the way.
0: Mm-hmm. Cheryl, where can we find uh, your, your writing?
1: Um, these days, you can find my writing on re- in Reporter, which is the LCMS official newspaper, as well as Reporter Online, and you can also find my writing um, periodically with the Federalist um, and um, in Katie Shorman's um, book um, that you mm-hmm. mentioned at the beginning of the of the segment. Mm-hmm. Um, And I don't know, Uh, you know, I'll keep trying to get published other places as well. And if anybody else takes me, I'll let you know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Cheryl, thank you so much for joining us today on The Coffee Hour. Thank you for having me. It was a blast. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm Andy Bates.